Welcome to the Hollis Guy Podcast. We are your hosts, Steven. And Kyle. Hey, Kyle. What's up, man? How's it going? It's going. It's still icy out because it's the same day as the last episode. Yeah. So if anybody's out on the roads, be careful. Um, today we are going to go into part two of Kyle's Dive into the Montauk Project. And it's weird. Yeah. In over our heads at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to part one which is already out, make sure you go and check it. Brush up on what we got going on, and then you can come back to this podcast episode and pick up where we left off. So before we get into that, we got to get through the business, so check us out at all our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Just search up the old hollow sky and find us, and come and hang out with all of us hollow skites. Come and tell us spooky stories and share creepy pictures and share memes because memes are cool. If you do have a creepy story, Kyle, how do they get it to us? You can call us at one eight seven seven eight zero zero hollow 4656 Or you can use your voice memo app, record it, and then email it to us at hollowskypodcast.com. If you don't like to vocally tell your stories you can write them out to us yeah and i'll read it and send them to the email which is hollowskypodcast at gmail.com please do that speaking of which the, the hollow sky podcast that's is us if you listen to us on the apple podcast app pop on over there and leave us a five-star rating and review helps us become more noticeable and easily searchable on the uh, actual app itself and it's really just good hearing from you guys so if you do pop on over there and leave us a five star rating and review I'll gladly read it online which we have one today it says great great podcast by Meech 2014 great listen just subscribe and listen thank you guys so thank you yeah, Meech 2014 for taking the time to hop over there and leaving us the kind words we love to hear feedback from you guys and let us know what you're enjoying and what you're not enjoying. So be sure to do that. Um, that brings us to our listener story of the day. This comes from our friend Caleb. So we're going to get into that now. Hi, guys. Um, my name is Caleb Shattuck, and I wanted to tell you today about a uh, time slip story. It was probably 11 or 12. We were with my um, mom and my brother in the car. And where we live, we live in northern Nevada. So we live in Carson City, and about half an hour away, there's this town called Minden. And there is a really nice pool in Minden. And so my mom would drive us probably about three times a week to go get swimming lessons up in the pool in Minden. Anyway, so as we're driving back between the two towns, there's a lot of really wide open farmland and then there's a like four lane freeway between Minden and Carson City. Uh, so you're driving along and there's a fair amount of cars, but uh, it's not like any major city highway. It's a rural freeway that you drive through. However, you get you have enough cars so you notice cars passing you. What had happened is we saw a brown truck, and I know this seems um, not pertinent, but it will be. We saw a brown truck, a, I believe it was like a red car, and then like a uh, handyman's truck. It had like the, the, the big racks on the truck, and it had the ladders and stuff. And then I think there was, like, a plumber's van or something. But anyway, we were going, and um, everyone was in the left lane. And my mom in her van at the time, those cars passed us in that sequence. And I remember it being significant because the brown truck had, like, a checkerboard-type towel in the rear window and they had because they were coming from the pool as well from their swim lessons it was um another group of people taking swimming lessons so they had put i guess the towel in the rear windows to let it dry as those cars passed us um it was about 10 minutes later so those cars had a lot of time to get way ahead these same cars passed us again 
And it was the brown truck, and the worker truck, and then the red car, and the plumber van. They all passed us in the same sequence. There was no way that we could have slowed down and or sped up and got ahead of them, and then they passed us again. To this day, my mom and my brother and me, we swear it. My dad doesn't believe it, but... That is um, one of my creepy stories that I thought I'd share with you guys. I hope you enjoy. Thanks. Bye. First off, Caleb, thank you so much for taking the time to send in your story. Yeah, we appreciate it. And I want to start off by saying I can totally relate to this situation. And I'm not I'm not entirely sure that it's paranormal like a time slip or whatever. But for my job, I do a lot of driving. And I drive a basically a four-lane road, 255 for anybody that is around here. And I leave in early mornings, have long work days, and come home later in the evening. And I remember driving one morning, and a maintenance truck passed me, flew right by me. And I remember seeing the numbers 498 on the back of the maintenance truck. I don't know if it was a number or a phone number or what it was, but he just kept going. Like, he he blew right by me. So I continued driving, and I'm probably 10 miles down the road, and a maintenance truck blows right by me. And the number's 498 are on it. So I'm like, man, did I did I lose track of my shit for a little bit and drive by him? And then he passed me again, which brings me to what I think could possibly happen in my situation. I'm, yours is a little different because you had a series of cars in yeah. the exact same order that went by you again. But I drove the same route every day when I worked for Pepsi. Same route to get to where I was going. And you drive it so much, especially early in the morning, 255, it's not a lot to see. It's just basically a straight stretch of road. And I would take the same exit to get to where I was going every morning. One morning, I don't even remember, but I got to an exit that was about 15 miles, 20 miles past the exit I was supposed to take. Whoopsies. Yeah. Instead of turning off a 270, I'm passing the 64 exit. There you go. And I didn't even notice it. Like, I didn't even notice that I missed it. Should have took 64. And it's just like, it's almost like you get, it's like a, like road hypnosis almost, you know? Yeah. You get in it and you're driving and you're driving. Have you ever been driving and you don't even remember coming home until you pull into your driveway? I was literally just going to say that. Yeah. It, it always fucking freaks me out because I think, of, what if I ran a stop sign and hit somebody or... And you just don't remember. Or just caused an accident and didn't know, but... So outside of a paranormal realm, that's the only thing I can account my personal experience to is maybe you just get in the zone and you're driving and it's a, it's a route that you take so much, you're so used to it that you're not totally paying attention to what you're doing, but these little things are sticking out to you. Yeah. You know, like the 498 on the truck. And See, then... In my... The way you d- described your story, and I can, I, only, I was thinking the same thing for Caleb's story here, but like you said, his story evolves because he has a sequence, a very yeah. particular sequence. Now... And he noticed specific... Uh, the checkered t- uh, yeah, towel. Exactly. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, but like with yours, per se, is it your... You're remembering these details and you're merging days together... Or what if they they sped past you, you continue driving at your said pace, but they're moving obviously faster than you. They get ahead, pulls off to the gas station, yeah, jumps back on the road behind you and blows past you again. Yeah. That's how, that's extremely possible. But in Caleb's story, it's a little bit different because like you said, he has a particular sequence. What are the odds of four cars driving exactly in the same order and passing you twice? Exactly, and I mean, you could see it if it was uh, two maintenance trucks, yeah, two vehicles together because, like, we we went on vacation together, you and me, we hit the same stops, you know, with this, that, and the other. But the fact that it was two different utility vehicles and then two different personal vehicles, the in odds, the same orders. yeah, the odds of that in the same orders. It is extremely unlikely. And I don't know if in time slips, if time is actually, like, if you notice an actual difference in time. Like, did it take you any longer to get to or from the pool than it normally did? You know what I'm saying? Like, if time slipped and then you redid the same thing over again. Yeah. Could it have messed that up? I don't know. It's it's or, weird, but I can relate. I have had something similar happen, just not to that extent. No. 
You know how we were talking about how we figured shit out on the last episode? I figured this out. Dude, it was in a movie already, The Matrix. When time slips happen, something changes. I've never seen The Matrix for the oh, record. fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it's epic or anything, but... I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. I was just joking anyways. <laughs> Sorry to steal your thunder. Uh, but, uh... Anyway, yes. It's possible. Thanks, Caleb, for sending your story in. And Caleb is a podcast host himself. So we took a promo that he gave us, and we're going to share that with you now. So if you're waiting for a new Hollow Sky episode to drop, hop on over to Caleb's podcast and check it out. So here it is. Hey there, everyone. Are you looking for a new podcast with general spooky goings on and a focus on interview style paranormal stories? Well, then you should be following the Paranormal Burrito. We're a weekly podcast that does a new interview every week where people generally tell me their ghost stories. If this sounds interesting to you, please subscribe to the Paranormal Burrito on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Here's a sample for you now. And it was evil, and I could just feel the evil emanating it from it, and it, and it was terrifying to me. I was terrified. Please listen to The Paranormal Burrito wherever you get podcasts. So that's Caleb's uh, podcast, Paranormal Burrito. Jump over there and check it. I wish I had a burrito right now, actually. That doesn't sound too bad. It doesn't have to be a paranormal burrito, per se. But yeah, check over there and give it a spin. For sure. Now back to... The second part of the Montauk Project. Great. Op Montauk. Um, Why don't you recap for everybody if they didn't take the time to go over and listen to the first one? Just give them a little breakdown of what's going on. In the first one, we talk about two, you know, some of the main characters we got going on here. We got Al Bielik, Preston Nichols, Duncan Cameron, which Al Bielik eventually finds out through a little bit of regression that he is actually Duncan Cameron's brother, Edward. And apparently those guys are the guys that jumped off the ship together from the Philadelphia experiment, which Um, is a past one of our podcasts, like two before this one. So jump over there and listen to that too, because it kind of ties in a little bit. Uh, Preston Nichols and Al slash Edward, work on designing uh, the Montauk chair. And we went into a little bit of the experimentation process, you know, like the seeing eye and, and then them sacrificing countless homeless people to time tunnels that Duncan created. And then we uh, ended there with the homeless people. And now we're picking up with the Montauk boys. This ought to be good. Yeah. It's, more or less just an evolution of the homeless there. Uh, apparently, there are many claims that boys from the island were kidnapped by scientists and brought in to be experimented on. Some were apparently sent through a portal into the unknown of space-time. Ever since Bielik and Nichols made it public about these boys, men have started coming forward claiming of regaining memories of being taken from their homes in the middle of the night. Oh. Now, you one could discredit this by say they're just basically uh, chasing clout, so to speak. You know, looking for a movie deal, looking for a book deal, or these dudes are sharing a little bit of truth because you know, I'm a, I'm assuming with people locking your memories away that at some point there has to be something that is able to jar that memory loose and. If this shit sounds familiar to somebody, you know, they could possibly remember it by just, you know, hearing somebody else talk about it, I guess. But uh, some of the boys claim that the scientists wanted to break them psychologically and implant subconscious subconscious commands. So it'd be like the whole a whole winter soldier effect. Like a Manchurian candidate. Right. Um Supposedly these boys, this is really freaking weird. Supposedly these boys had blonde hair, blue-eyed, 
and white, which is extremely odd. That is that is straight up on par with Hitler stuff. And in alien abduction scenarios, that is one of the kind of beings hmm, that touche. you see. They what do they call them? Like the oh uh, the, the Nords or something yeah, the Nords like that because they're pale skinned yeah pale or blue eyed pale eyed and light light hair. That's the first thing I thought of when you said it. That's crazy. Um, but apparently children were chosen because they are naive and open to anything the world or anything that they would come across on the other side of the time tunnels, which makes total sense. It's believed that many of the boys were sent to the... This is fucking crazy. It's believed that many of the boys were sent to the year 6037 to investigate a ruined city. They were also sent to look at a horse statue, and rumors claim that they went to World Wars and the Civil War. But Al claims they went to 100,000 B.C. to collect light and dark energy. Wrap your brains around that one, people. What? I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that being sent to the year 6037 to investigate a ruined city is most likely investigating the fall of humanity. We're not going to make it to 6037. Probably not. But, I mean, don't you think that'd be a fair guess? Oh, yeah. If if it's a human city they're looking at. Touche. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I don't know what would be significant about this horse statue that they apparently went and investigated. I uh, I was doing a little anagram hunting because I thought that Al Belick might be a kind of old switcheroo of something different, but right. it's not. The only thing I found was that if you rearrange the words in Al Belick, it makes likable. Okay. <laughs> so there's that. I mean, sure. And I also think it's crazy that they were sent to 100,000 BC to collect light and dark energy. What? What is that story where, man, it's on the tip of my tongue, where they go to give the horse as a gift and it's full of all the soldiers? Oh, um. You know what I mean? Isn't that like the Battle of Troy? Yeah, but they're, isn't there a name of it? Trojan horse. Yeah, the Trojan horse, exactly. Maybe that's what they're talking about. That's the only it's horse possible. statue I can think of that I know of that's important. Maybe. I don't know. Either way, it's it's fucking weird. But, well, I mean, I guess they're, for a scientific purpose, there would be hundreds of reasons to collect light and dark energy. Yeah. But I wonder why it's specific to 100,000 years ago. I don't know. Because light and dark energy has to have has to be around forever. Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe something specific happened. I don't know, but essentially, that's what they used. The, that's what the Montauk boys were. You know, they they wanted to use them to send them in the time tunnel as well. You know, so it matched up with the homeless people. But apparently, with the boys, they got it to work. Yeah, I was going to just ask, so, but the boys came back, right? I guess so, because at least most of them or some of them, because how else would they know about the ruined city in 6037 and shit like that? Um, I do find it interesting that they, they chose them because they were naive and they would be open to anything that they would come across. I wonder why that has an effect. Because, I, I mean, I don't, I don't even know. I don't have, I'm not even going to begin to discern that I know why but maybe if maybe if it were older people they would more easily doubt what they were seeing you know yeah if you get if you get whisk away a hundred million years ago and you see dinosaurs the first thing you're gonna say is uh that's not what I'm seeing right now they pumped me with some hallucinogenic drugs and that's what's going on it but almost if a kid sees a dinosaur he's gonna be like that's a dinosaur I mean I guess the way my brain processes it is what if it has to do with like your mental capacity? Like, uh, like say like your example, you send an adult back and see, um, dinosaurs and an adult is like, well, they're not fucking real. You know, they're not around anymore. What if that has something like they could shut it down, like ruin the actual experiment because they're not accepting 
what they're seeing. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, totally. So I, I don't know. I just found it kind of curious, but uh, and it has to have. I mean, it has to have some sort of doing. So did so they just kidnap these kids, right? Yeah. Apparently, like they were saying, the the scientists would just show up to people's houses in the middle of the fucking night and snatch these kids up. They're like, come on. And it's I fine. mean, at which case, would you be surprised that the parents didn't know about it? I could see it going either way. Yeah, they could either be like, here's a whole bunch of money. Yeah, that's what I mean. Or shut your mouth or you're going into the portal. And we know what happens when we see send uh, adults in the portal. They don't come they back. They don't come back. So you got that going for you there. But uh, after several years of Duncan, who would be the little brother to Al Bielik slash Edward, after years of uh, Duncan spending time in the chair, he claims they could reliably travel to other times and places. So finally, Duncan figured it out. He perfected the time tunnel. And apparently, these guys could even travel to Mars. And this is this links into one of, one of our past episodes. After some time, and I, I'd assume breaking Duncan, they were even able to program Duncan with basic commands so he wasn't confined to the chair, which is fucking creepy. The fact that they used to have to confine him to this chair. They even began to send people to Mars. And Nichols says once they got to Mars, they found that a civilization above ground, but has since crumbled down. They also detected huge underground installations, which are still making magnetic fields. And this sort of thing that they could detect and they realized there was still machinery running underground. They couldn't figure out how to get down there without bringing drilling equipment. But, oh, all-star Duncan figured a way in. Of course he did. Yeah. So he, I guess they got a an, an, an away team, quote-unquote, to go here. Now, believe it or not, there were pyramids on Mars. Which people have pictures of. Yeah, and... Duncan apparently landed this away team inside one of these pyramids. And when they got there, they found something which they referred to, and get this shit, they referred to it as the Solar Defense System. Fucking Space Force. Bro, does it or does it not fully tie in to 20 and back? Them motherfuckers going to Mars. (laughs) (laughs) What? It's fucking crazy. Why does all this shit tie into it? I don't know, man. It's fucking weird. I wish that we had a 20 and back soldier that would send us a story. Oh, yeah. That'd Let us dope. know or if you went and fought. Let's do some interviews, bro. Fought on Mars or fought in a thousand-year intergalactic war to, to get a hold of us. Please. For fuck's sake. All right. Sorry. No, it's cool. So with the knowledge of time travel... At their fingertips, they decided to leave the chair on and running, which sounds like a fantastic fucking idea. Sure, it's gonna be it's gonna be fine. They left it running through August twelfth, nineteen eighty three, which then created a wormhole to nineteen forty three, and apparently that's how the Cameron brothers came through the portal. Could that have been what screwed up the Philadelphia experiment? It's possible. It's extremely possible. Sounds fishy that it just happens to be at the exact same time that everything went all haywire and people got melted into boats. That's what I'm saying, man. This is why you don't screw with time travel and portals and intergalactic shit because you don't know about it. And then people turn into boats and they catch on fire and they disappear into the nether realm, and you get terrible shit. Bro, I'm still stuck on the fact that... Hey, Hollow Cult. The weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tecovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. 
I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. If all this is fucking true, now... This is to my knowledge. I'm not speaking that this is 100% fact. But I just recently started hearing about 20 and backs. This Montauk shit was way the fuck before that. How crazy is it that in this story, they literally referred to something as the solar defense system? Because it's true. Dude, it's so fucking weird. And then how there were, or there is, was... Pyramids on Mars, the face on Mars, which apparently we blew the fuck up. But uh, I wonder if any of these 20 and back soldiers that are coming out and blowing the whistle have ties to uh, the Montauk Project and whatever base. What was that base? It began with a B. I don't know. You, we talked about it in the first episode. Began with a B? Yeah. I don't have a clue. I know uh, Camp Hero. Yeah, but there's something else. Oh, Brookhaven. Yeah, there it is. I wonder if they uh, any of them had tides to camp here with Brookhaven. It's a good question. Because that would even more so tie the story together. Could you imagine if they had direct tie to the Montauk boys? Some of them? That would, they would probably be about the right age. Or even at the very least if they were the children of. All it would need to be to be even fucking weirder is some type of lineage, which there's no concrete proof of that. So that's just that's a theory. spitballing. But still. Yeah. Because now it makes me want to look up the 20 and back guys and see how old they are to see if it falls in line with this stuff of the early 80s because it only make them a little bit older than I am. Um, I also even with the Montauk boys, I even tried re- like tried finding a list of supposed mo- or the boys that got taken, and I couldn't I couldn't uh, dig up a list on them. Probably because their brains were all wiped, and they don't. Remember. I'm sure. I guarantee it. I mean, like I said, what what better way to get it all to go under the rug than just to make everybody forget about it? Now, apparently, with all this madness going on, Nichols apparently then realized at this point that time travel was far more complex than they had ever imagined. And realized the dangers of it. So he and three other colleagues decide to use Duncan to close the portal. Which is unfortunate because it just now at this point you declare that it's too dangerous. After you've sent uh, numerous homeless people. And boys. Young and children. kids through the portal. Now you're like, hmm... Maybe we should just stop, (laughs) cut our losses, and just stop. Sure, there's a bunch of people missing, and there was a boat that had people melted into it, and there's people on fire, and there's there's, there's inside-out people, and all this other terrible shit, and we accidentally sent people to Mars, maybe on purpose, but now's a good time to shut her down. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and pull the plug. Just shut her down, boys. So, this is their plan. They're going to shut it down, and this is where the actual phrase, the Montauk Monster, comes from. And I I believe this is a quote from Nichols himself. We finally decided we'd had enough of the whole experiment. The contingency program was activated by someone approaching Duncan 
while he was in the chair and simply whispering, The time is now. At this moment, he let loose a monster from his subconscious, and the transmitter actually portrayed a hairy monster. It was big, hairy, hungry, and nasty. But it didn't appear underground in the null point. It showed up somewhere on the base. It would eat anything it could find, and it smashed everything in sight. Several different people saw it, but almost everyone described a different beast. So that's kind of curious that everyone else, everyone saw a different version of this monster, which is fucking weird. So it makes me wonder. So I forget that he can he can produce stuff from his mind, materialize stuff. Mm-hmm. So did this beast come from his brain, or did this beast come from another timeline or another uh, dimension that they're or, messing with? Or could it be possible that he, being psychic, planted the thought of a monster in everyone else's head? Or... And essentially made them destroy all the equipment, but they were seeing a monster. You know what I mean? Because they all saw a different monster. They all described something different. Yeah. So what if it was all just a giant fucking mind trick to get the actual scientists to destroy the, the equipment, but they thought that a monster actually came through here and did this. Yeah, or I'll take it one step further. What if future Duncan no, fuck. saw how screwed up this whole project was getting in the timeline where he didn't create the monster to stop it, and he's like, you know what? Since I can manipulate material in different timelines, I'm going to send this thing back to the point to where shit gets really stupid, and I'm just going to have him shut the shit down. It's, it's, I mean, I... Dude, at this point, I'd almost say anything is literally possible. I just don't. Yeah, I don't know what what is real. I don't know. Me either. I don't. I don't know. But apparently, I didn't even think about him like implanting the thought of the monster in other people's heads. My mind went automatically to like future Duncan led to a world where intergalactic beings are taking over and running <laughs> amok. And he's like, I'm gonna. You know what? No. This isn't. This isn't good. We're going to stop right now. We're going to just shut this down. So, crazy monster, go back here and break shit. Either way, now apparently after everything was smashed, the the monster dissipated and went away. Just stopped? Yeah, because... Which further corroborates the fact that it was probably Duncan trying to save the day. I Well, either way, Duncan is responsible for this monster, whether it's he manifested it in in actual real in real life or future Duncan send it back or he subconsciously planted the, the ideas into people's brains. Either way, Duncan is responsible for this. Now, how terrifying is it that you got a dude who can manifest monsters with his brain? Yeah, but it makes sense that after everything was destroyed, the monster went away because Duncan was Mission in accomplished. The, well, Duncan was in the chair. And the chair is powered by the base, and the chair is responsible for amplifying Duncan's abilities. Now, with all that power taken away, poof, Duncan doesn't have those extreme abilities anymore. You know, problem solved. Yeah, makes sense. So it, it cleaned itself up. Yeah. Now with now, I I would almost assume that everyone who saw this monster was fucking convinced they saw the monster because at this point in time. They ended up shutting the base down, but not before brainwashing everyone. And in 1984, the low le- lower levels of the base were filled with cement. Dude, I was born in 1984. I was born in 86. So that means I'm a product of the Montauk Project. Maybe you're a Montauk boy. No. Nah. You don't exactly fit the profile. No, I'm not blonde. But and I don't have any psychic abilities. That you know of. True. I've never sat in the Montauk chair. That you know of. I'm sitting in this chair. I mean, it's not giving me any abilities at all. <laughs> that I do know of. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Okay, so Nichols claim, or believes that the secrecy continues to this day. Dozens of stories of people exploring the base have surfaced. And I actually found one person's account, which I'm going to go ahead and read. And the story goes as follows. The creepiest part of the tour was a manhole that our friend knew we could access. It was in a wooded area, but the wo- woods cleared out right around the hole. 
it was some type of pain in the butt to get the cover off. It had been cemented over, but the cement had been busted through previously. Hmm. Our new friend told us to bring a crowbar, and we did. Even with that, it took about 30 minutes to get, or 30 minutes and some pulled muscles to get the top off. The tunnel below was filled with water. It came up about waist high in the beginning. At some points, it was chest high, and at one very scary point, it was close to my neck. We traversed a series of tunnels. I took a bunch of pictures, but unfortunately, I got my camera wet and wasn't able to get them back. The thing about the whole experience that stood out most in my mind was the crazy noises and the really strange energy-slash-noise pulse that emanated through the tunnel. It was like a whoa, whoa, whoa noise, and you could literally feel the pulse in your body. I'm curious about how close we were to the inner workings of the base and what was going on in there. Unfortunately, I don't have the answers to that, but I am curious to go back. For anybody attempting this themselves, make sure you wear clothing that can get soaked, bring waterproof equipment, and most importantly, go with someone that knows their way around the base. We would have gotten completely screwed without our new friend. So I'm assuming that these tunnels wrapped everywhere underneath the base. That's crazy. If you think about it, there are rumors that apparently the base is still receiving military-grade power supply. So which, something has to be using up the power. Which would suggest that somewhere on the base something is still being done or something is still running. So either the monster didn't destroy everything just enough to knock Duncan off right or they rebuilt everything which is fucking possible let's start with the whole clean slate here we're gonna go ahead and brain we're gonna brainwash and mind wipe everybody and just get a whole new crew up in here so what happened to Duncan I don't know is he still alive I don't know I know the you know the main proponents of coming forward were Edward and Preston so the more I read about, like, because I'm trying to read shit as you go along. So it's almost like, what if the Montauk Project in the 80s happened before the events of the Philadelphia experiment happened, which was in the 40s? Well, that'd be all types of time manipulation there. Yeah, they go back, they develop all this technology, then they go back, they're like, let's just try this here. It's possible. And then it all gets screwed up, because I'm reading, like, I guess it was in one of Preston's books or whatever, said that the invisibility technology used on the USS Eldridge from the Philadelphia Experiment ended up interfering with technology in Montauk, so they had to go back in time to fix it. Well, they did create that wormhole. Yeah. Because they left the chair running. Which would explain why everything on the boat got so jacked. When all they were trying to do was an invisibility cloak kind of thing. Yeah. And instead it's just shit storm. Or. Or. I've got another theory. Here we go. It's going to get crazy. You know how they said that when they left the chair running... It started a, a time portal, and then you had all these glitches and shit that were happening. What if that's how the Mandela effect got started? And what if the chair's still running on that base? And all it's doing is creating fucking wormholes everywhere and time glitches. Great. Dun, dun, dun. It could explain everything. It could, but it's not going to because we don't know the answers. And I don't like water that I can't see into, so odds of me going to them tunnels are slim to none. So this is a quote. The scientist said, we can't shut it off from here. We can't shut the station down. What has happened is the two experiments in time, exactly 40 years apart, have coupled together to each other and created a hole in hyperspace which essentially sucked the Eldridge in. Dope. And I remember reading somewhere that it's going to get a little weird. I believe <laughs> that's, that's kind of our thing. Yeah, I know. Um, I believe it was Edwards who would be Al Belick, 
from the linking story here with the Philadelphia experiment, I believe that two of them existed at the same time because of this wormhole from 83 to 53 or whatever the fuck it was. So you had young Edward, old Edward, living in the same time frame because I remember one of the guys saying they had to actually keep these two apart so they never ran into each yeah. other. Rule number one of Back to the Future. Yeah, don't Marty McFly, fuck with yourself. Present Marty McFly can't run into past Marty McFly. <laughs> Touche. Can't do it. It's an awesome name, too. Let me screw up the timeline. That's what I should have named my son. Marty McFly? Yeah. Or Biff? Or Biff. <laughs> I like Biff. That's the number one rule of time travel. You can't run into yourself. No. I wonder why. Your brain probably couldn't handle it. Probably not. You'd probably just self-destruct, and then all the timelines would collapse upon themselves, and then we never existed ever. That's yeah, just my theory. I don't know. It's weird because everybody has a lookalike out there. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they're from that. That's just a person that looks like you. That's not you from another time. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't understand time itself. So it's because it's a human construct. Yeah, I don't even know. We shouldn't even go down that fucking road because <laughs> all it's gonna do is just explode into nonsense. We don't know enough. We don't know enough. About it. And that is kind of the reality of... Our podcast. All of this is that we'll never know enough because whereas information is becoming more apparent these days, not enough of it is becoming, you know, released to all of us. I just... There's so... But I feel like... It's just like the Philadelphia Experiment. There's so much sci-fi shit tucked into one place. You don't even know. You don't even know. You don't, e- you don't even know. I don't know. What's what? No. And I mean, I was talking to my wife about it, and she feels like the Philadelphia Experiment is a hoax, which is kind of interesting. A uh, hoax or like a cover-up? No, she thinks that it's not a real story at all. Which is the common consensus. Yes, absolutely. Everybody thinks that. Like but that's I'm the fucking molder. You know, I'm the molder. I think that's real. I think that almost everything that is com- that comes forward is real. Now there are people who are dicks and make stuff up. But that being said, where there's smoke, there's fire. That's exactly what I was getting ready to say. Is that you know every lie something comes from something. Every lie has a tincture of truth. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. Like, say, Loch Ness Monster. There might not even be a monster in that body of water, but somebody saw something that day. Right. That they did couldn't explain. And I'm sorry for you, you people who say that Loch Ness Monster is an impossibility. You're stupid because turtles and crocodiles made it. Why the hell couldn't something else? Mic drop. Change my mind, son. <laughs> At first, I thought you said turtles and crocodiles mated. They did. And created the <laughs> I was like, that went around I didn't expect. <laughs> we just figured something else out. We are Chalk on the up. roll, son. Two for, two for two tonight. God, we're going so hard in the paint right now. <laughs> That's what I thought. Turtles and crocodiles mated. But Prove me wrong. It's kind of crazy <laughs> that you bring that up because me and dude at work were talking and he had a science teacher that was balls deep in all this stuff. And if we could talk to him, I'd love to because this dude straight up thought that uh, uh, centaurs is that the ha- the half human, half horse. Yeah, he yeah. Ble- he believes that those are real. Well, good because they are. And I'm like, okay, uh, you know what? Like I'm you, not I'm not going to say no. In this in this line of science or pseudoscience or whatever you call it you can't write one thing off and then pick and choose other shit to believe in no i agree you know what i mean yeah i mean you have to keep an open mind on everything yeah there are some things that i mean there's some things that i'll sit here and i'll call bullshit on but i could be 100 percent fucking wrong yeah, but you never really know i know you know i, I don't know uh but I found it curious that somebody thought centaurs, centaurs were fucking real. Which are a 
prominent creature in Greek mythology. Yeah. So you have to think that someone saw something. That's what I'm saying. To want to write about it. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird just like this story. And, and you know, we've all seen Stranger Things, and it obviously it is a... It took a lot from this story, actually. Yeah, I mean, you can you can see... Which makes... Which leads, like, merit to how sci-fi it is. They made an, one of the most successful sci-fi television shows based off some of this shit. Yep. But wouldn't it be crazy if something like The Upside Down was fucking real? It, it probably is. Like, could you imagine... Dealing with them fucking monsters. They call they call it the Roswell of the North. Of course they do. It's like they're just making fun of us. It would be awesome to go to the base. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, it would. But, but. My first thoughts on that. Hold that thought. I interrupted you. This dude that went and explored it, he's fucking neck deep in water. Yeah. In a place... Uh-huh. That has military grade electrical supply, and uh-huh. he hears it running. Yeah, people are not smart. You're asking to just get toasted. Well, you know, well, get this. If if memory serves me correct, I was I was checking pictures and shit out. Right, this is kind of fucking crazy. Outside of, I'm I'm assuming that the base is in a wooded area. Or past a wooded area, or whatever, but you know, people will go hiking on this as I, as I previously stated. But there are fucking dude. There are literally signs around the woods that say, like, caution when entering these premises. There are ticks that have Lyme disease. Like you are subjecting yourself to possibly getting Lyme disease. Which coincidentally could or could not be a government experiment all on its own. <laughs> but how weird is that? That they're literally just throwing shit out there to try to keep people away from it. Yeah, I mean, if you put a sign up that says interdimensional beings are going to fight you, people are going to be like, <laughs> no, they're not. They're not going to. Let's go. If you put a sign up that says you're going to get a disease from the natural flora and fauna that live here, they're like, hmm. Because if I saw a sign that says ticks with Lyme disease are here, I'm going to stay the hell out of the woods. Oh, I'm instantly... I I would regret even putting a foot out of my car because yeah. ticks irk me. Because if you put a sign there, time travel and intergalactical beings in the woods, I'm going to go in the woods. <laughs> Everybody's going to be like, dope. I'm going to go look the fuck around. For sure. Not so much. With ticks. Because there's ticks. No. Or this woods. these woods are full of snakes. Well, I'm not going in there. Ah, snakes don't bother me. They, well, they don't bother me either, but I'm going to avoid them. Well, yeah. This These woods are full of spiders that will kill you. Yeah, I don't like spiders very much. I'm not scared of them, but I don't like them. Because those are all real things, like real things we can wrap our head around. If someone said, there's a giant beast in here that will form to your thoughts specifically and will destroy your computer, you're going to be like, no, there isn't. But I like my computer. He's not going to do that. Don't break it. That's exactly... Camp Heroes is a state park. Yep. Let's go. Yeah. I posted that picture, that the picture of the map on the Instagram. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I'll have to post it to the Facebook. It's pretty dope. Let's just go there. I'm not going to walk in any water or get Lyme disease. Look at this creepy sign. Yeah, throwing up... Uh, What is that? What are they making? It's like, a, like I love a devil? you. Yeah, which apparently is connected to... The devil. Whole big long story on that. Yeah, it's a different thing. But uh, a different time. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's an interesting story. And like I said, Stranger Things is a super good TV series. And we are in, obviously, into the paranormal. So finding something that directly linked to that series was really fucking interesting. It's pretty cool. So we're probably going to wrap this one up here. So if anybody has delved deeper into this Montauk situation and have anything they would like to add, you can call in and leave us a message. We'll gladly play on a future episode, or you can post this on our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and stuff, and we'll gladly talk about it. 
the more knowledge we get and the more opinions we get, the better off we are because clearly Absolutely. we're grasping at straws and some of this stuff. So just let us know. Again, thanks for checking in, listening to us, hanging out. It's cool. Hop on over to Caleb's podcast, The Paranormal Burrito, at all your podcast listening apps and check out his stuff. And um, until next time, send us some creepy stuff, stories and pictures and whatnot. Try not to get drafted. Don't get drafted. Don't get hit by an earthquake from Harp. And, and don't get chewed up by all the fires going oh yeah, through the area. Oh, yeah, all of our listeners in Australia, we... Our we hearts go out you. to you. For sure. That is a disaster of unprecedented proportion. <laughs> That's an understatement. It is awful. And it we don't even know like we don't even know what to do. What what to do to help you. No. Because it just it's it seems like your government doesn't want any help. No, it's awful. We are we're getting we're getting pictures and videos of it and stuff here, and I know it's been going on for quite a while, but it is absolutely terrible. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. So be safe out there, all our friends down under. Yeah, please. And, and until good luck. Then, yeah, just just do what you can to stay safe. Yep. But again, stay safe and stay weird until the next time we you hear from us, or we hear from you. This is Hollow Sky out. <laughs>